Well, we all know that road riding is dead. Crits are dead. Time trials are dead. Mm. You know what? And we talk a lot about Cyclocross and how it's coming, but you know what? CX is dead too. It is? Yeah. You know what's also dead? Gravel. Gravel's dead. Grand Fondos are dead. None of those things are cool anymore. Okay. But you know what? Trying to think of what's left. Do you know what's really cool? What the new thing is? Track low cross. Well, welcome, gents, to uh, episode 57 of the Yeah You Ride podcast. This is Bodie Bodie, third place in the Track Class Southeast Regional Finals uh, finisher, podium guy right here. Well hey, done, sir. Hey, uh, Bodie, this is the yeah. T-Bone first place finisher in the Track Lacrosse Relay Race. Actually, I guess that wasn't Track Lacrosse. It was the regular geared bike, so that's dead, so that doesn't count? Yep, doesn't count. Well, you were my partner in that. You also stood on the top step of that podium. I did, but I also stood on the third step of the only sport that matters anymore, and that's track lacrosse. All right, so brakes are dead. Brakes are dead. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Well, that brakes solves your... Brakes and gears. Yeah. So that it's just solves about your frame. new bike quest uh, issue yeah. altogether Disc there. brake, canny brake. How about freaking no brakes, guys? Mm. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, really, when you think about it, a track lacrosse bike is basically just a frame and wheels. That's it. So we're st- tires. We're still good with tire talk, right? Tire talk is good because actually I had the wrong tires on. That's maybe why I got third instead well, of, instead yeah, of first. You yeah. and everybody else. Well, no, because the guy that finished first also had like 25 slicks on. I don't <laughs> think anybody had uh, knobby tires on in that race. Taylor, Taylor had knobby tires. Okay. okay. Well, that's a little teaser for a segment to come down the road because we'll get to the local stuff at the end, right? Yeah. Because I also want to talk about how I rode a tiny bike in you that did. race. Yeah. And I haven't even introduced myself yet. You haven't, yet. yeah. So, so who are you? And this is Sir Cheerio. I didn't get on any podiums at track lacrosse, but I did beat Townsend in the men's open race. Oh. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> All right. Well, so in terms really of... really hurts. In, in terms of... <laughs> Counting points for who won the podcast. Obviously, I got like five or six for, for podium in, in the main event at track lacrosse. Yeah. Uh, you got some points for beating Townsend, mm. although there's a, probably a good reason why you, how you beat him so badly. I mean, at one point, I saw Townsend on the sidelines. Uh, we'll get to that. Um, but uh, yeah, did you guys do you guys like my new... Uh, I wanted to bring in my hardware. It, actually, it is very nice. What yeah. is that that's uh, that uh, just... Because you're listening and not looking at this, we've got a, it looks like a 12. Is that an 11 or a 12? 11 or 12 chain uh, ring. This looks like, I don't know, I think they've covered up with the strap, has covered up the actual number of the teeth. Well, you could actually count the teeth. I could. Wouldn't take you too long. Nah, we don't want to waste that dead air. Um, with yeah, a nice uh, intertube Oh, that's strap. an intertube. Oh, yeah, nice. Yeah. Okay, it I looks like it's painted a bronzy color. Um, Very nice. So Matt's brought his medals to the show. Yeah. I wanted to have the honor of uh, bringing my medals to the show. Yeah, that's nice. We didn't get a medal for our first place in the relay, but that's okay. We probably didn't deserve we didn't, one. We didn't pay any money to do that. True. So you don't, you don't, you don't put in, you don't get anything out. I'm also <laughs> rocking today my sweet a uh, block cap, Townsend, that you brought back from uh, your. Weekend trip in LA. That, that, we that was actually my about. a block cap that you just instantly stole from me. If I well, remember. Well, just, we've uh, already decided it looks pretty good on me. It's got really good well, left. That's not what Peggy said. So, yeah. well, yeah. Peggy, you know who also thought this looked good on me? My girlfriend. 
Yeah, so that hat, Bodie, I bought with you in mind. I bought two hats uh, at a block. <laughs> Stopped after a nice uh, long ride up into the mountains. And um, beautiful, beautiful day in L.A. And uh, rode down to see uh, my buddy Kel at uh, a block and bought a couple caps and bought two different ones. They're very different looking. One of them's sort of... Uh, sort of plain and refined looking and one of them is very sort of loud and bold and i bought the loud and bold one i mean uh, yeah with you in mind Bodie. Yeah. Mm. and i and i bought the more uh sort of uh, reserved and classic classic looking one for, for the gentleman with the british accent sir yeah sir, sir cheerio sir cheerio right mm. and i'm the guy who says his first name twice yeah so yeah. i'm loud and bold yeah like Bodie Bodie, you know, your Instagram is land softly, you're like chilling, you're younger. You, know? <laughs> you ride track lacrosse. Yeah, yeah. So you got the crazy cap. Yeah, it looks good on you. And uh, oh, shout out to Kel and uh, a block. Great uh, shop. Yeah, I, I'm really cool you place. Know, still to this day, one of my biggest climbs ever on Strava is a ride that I did with Kel in LA when we climbed. A mountain that you guys did while you were in uh, L.A. Mount Washington Mount or Wilson. low Mount Wilson. Wilson, maybe. What's the one with all the satellite tires? Yeah, that's Mount Wilson. Satellite tires, towers. Mm. Uh, so that was a that was like a five or six hour day of riding. Um, I was on my cross bike, and we kind of I think we we didn't go up the typical roadie route. We went up a more back uh, back road gravel route, and yeah, uh, nice. that was that was super fun. Uh, met some cool LA cycling people there, and then on the the, the descent was also on a gravelly road, and we were hauling ass, and there were like these giant tennis size balls of like stones in in the mm. road, and uh, Kel crashed like three or four times because he was just sending it, you know, um, and, uh, <laughs> and but take, he and taking photographs of everybody yeah, that he exactly. was riding he with was at like, the same time. Also, the funny thing was he was wearing pants the entire five-hour ride. Like what kind of pants? I guess they were like cycling pants. They were. You mean swerved. he wasn't cycling nude? <laughs> well, he wasn't wearing shorts. Okay. He wasn't wearing bibs. He Long was pants. Legit pants. Trousers. Was it cold? Uh, it was December in LA, so it was. I was wearing arm warmers and knee warmers in the shade, but when we got in the sun, I would take them off. So, sixty-ish, fifties, sixties. Mm. Anyway. It's a long story to say that I've met Kel. I've watched his shop kind of start up online. And uh, thanks for bringing me this hat back, Townsend, because you are welcome. Um, yep. Thank you. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty wrecked from this weekend. I don't know if you guys. Yeah, I would say so. I did. I mean, club ride on Saturday. I bonked again super hard. I've got to figure out my food thing because I'm bonking like crazy all the time now. I thought you and I decided maybe it was a sleep thing. Also, yeah, maybe that too. I did. Oh, that's right. I did wake up at three o'clock on Saturday morning um, before the club ride. So, uh, but then we did that. We went out and did a dirt church hail home um, on Sunday in the morning. Super fun ride. Uh, had a blast. Went home, took a nap, cleaned up, went back out to the course, and we raced cross. Uh, yeah. So that's a in, lot of in the blazing, blazing heat. Yeah. That that three o'clock men's open race. I know you guys got a little bit of a reprieve as oh, the was, day wore on. It was on. positively. Um, I was shivering by the time those guys came up. But ours, ours. It was. I was 
I think I probably lost about five pounds in water yeah. just getting out of the car and getting my stuff out. Yeah, it's, it's like when it's like yeah, when you like lose three pounds of water, put it on your skin suit because it's so hot and you're wriggling around and it's just dripping off of you. And yeah, so this is what happens when you ride bikes with stoners that want to start the main event at four twenty in the afternoon, <laughs> <laughs> and then you have to backtrack from that time to get to the start time of the earlier races, and the backtracking takes you until in on into the middle of the heat of the day. Yeah, um, I mean, why couldn't the international day uh, of weed be, oh, say seven twenty? Yeah. That would have been a better day. I guess, I guess that's not when school got out, right? That's the that's the, where the 420 came from. It was like af, mm. an after-school thing. I it was April 20th. Yeah, that, that's, no, that's one of those that's... like American folklore things, right? Like I actually think I wrote a paper about this in college. Oh, I'm the, sure the, you the, did. The, the mini urban legends are... I'm sure uh, you worked on that paper at 420 in the morning, didn't you? Yeah, I was too busy smoking weed in college to worry about researching Yeah, I'm sure that... Weed. Yeah, well, my research involved interviewing a bunch of stoners. Um, I know... So, like, I know that, uh, you know, people say, oh, you know, there's, you know, a camp of people that will say, oh, cross has got to be like cold and wet and muddy. And then other people go, there's no, there's no specific weather for cross. You can have, well, I'll tell you what, if there, is, if there isn't a specific weather for cross, if it's, this certainly isn't the specific weather for cross. It was hot. Yeah, yeah it's. I, I mean, it's... It was great. It was a lot of fun. It was but, a lot of fun. And yeah. once there's a little bit of cloud cover, it wasn't so bad. Right. But, like, even, like, crits we've done in weather like this, it's just it's just too much. Like, I'm looking more and more towards racing bikes in, like, February and January. Mm. Those seem like the most ideal times for us in South Louisiana. And just today, announced the schedule of the... Uh, gravel... Mississippi Gravel Cup. Yeah. Gravel Cup. Yeah, so, which is January, gonna, right? January, January and February. February. Yeah. 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 And I think that we should definitely try to do, you know, some kind of uh, gravel circuit race sometime Absolutely. in December, January as well. Just, you know, bandit race somewhere <laughs> around here. Um, so speaking of racing, yeah, there's some real big racing happening on the other side of the pond. Uh, La Vuelta. Let's go to Europe. The third grand tour of the season has started. How do you guys feel about it? I feel great. Yeah, me too. I just, God, the Vuelta just catapults you into dramatic scenery right from the get-go. I mean, it just, it really, I think, is probably the most beautiful of the three Grand Tours. Yeah. Um, well, I don't know. That's a tough one, isn't it? I, I always say, like, at the beginning of the season, I'm like, the Giro is my favorite. And then at the end of the season, oh, man, I love the Vuelta because the castles and everything in the Vuelta is awesome. Um, there's definitely some Game of Thrones stuff going on there. You know, down with the sand snakes. Uh, Definitely but, my least favorite. But I'm going to rank it three out of three. Mm. The third out of the three. Yeah. The Vuelta is your least favorite. Yeah. It's more like a mental thing, though. Like, I, I'm a little bit taxed on the yeah. Grand Tours and the road racing. You know, I mean, there's still some good. There's, you and know, Cross is here already, so. Cross is here, yeah. So I'm getting pretty excited about Cross. Um, but, you know, I'll pay attention. I'll, I've got my fantasy squad. You know, I'll... I'll uh, well, I'll watch the recaps, but it's hard for me to get into all the storylines. Um, well, I feel I, like I just finished all my Tour de France podcast episodes from the Cycling Podcast and Cycling Tips. Yeah. Just so you understand where I was coming from, I wasn't trying to rank it as the top of the three Grand Tours. I was simply saying that it 
immediately catapults you into beautiful scenery and doesn't let up. I mean, oh, I, I know. Just, it's, it's, that's the only point I'm really trying to make there. So yeah. where, where would you rank it? I'd probably rank it third out of the three. Yeah, I mean, well, I don't think Podium, still on the podium. Yeah, yeah. there you go. <laughs> Hard not to be when there's really three of them. Yeah. I mean, actually, Bodie, I'm happy to hear you rank it above Tour of California. <laughs> well. <laughs> okay, you're right. All right. So it's like, it's, it's uh, yeah. Well, it's still three because Tour of California is 2.5. Oh, boy. <laughs> Uh, so, well, yeah, so what's going on? Talk about the Vuelta. I mean, well, we're not, not talk... going to do a news wrap-up or a uh, round-up or anything here. Well, it's we'll pretty easy. We experts. three stages. Yeah. Rohan Dennis won yeah. the time trial. We had a kind of a climbing stage. Uh, well, that's Definitely funny you should say stage. that because I just looked up <laughs> stage two. And it's like, From Marbella a... to Caminito del Rey. And it says flat on the Vuelta website. Yeah. Oh, no, right? no way. And yep. the profile ha- it starts off with a cat one climb, right? Uh, let's have a look. It's pretty, uh, yeah, it seems pretty, pretty lumpy. It's a lumpy enough stage that Port lost five minutes or 13 minutes, some ridiculous amount. He uh, did. He did. Yeah, it did start. No, it started with a Cat 2 climb. Ooh, flat. So yeah, pretty flat. Flat stage. And then it cat had a Cat 3 climb, another Cat 3 climb, and then it finished with a Cat 3 climb. I think you would call that a hilly stage. Yeah. But it was certainly hilly enough for a bunch of people to not be in that final selection and then lo and behold who comes who came out of his cave who came out of his bat cave yeah abv yep alejandro um looked like kwiatkowski had it for a second there uh sky were driving hard for him but yeah both sky and movie started going hard just uh dropping people we had a guy from uh quickstep had a Nice little attack. Yeah, Lawrence de, Lawrence de Plus, uh, and he still managed it. to finish third even yeah. after they caught him. So uh, yeah, strong ride by him. And then of course today they got the win with Viviani, who I was I watched the sprint and I was like, where the hell is Quickstep? I couldn't see him. Who is this like Conti rider coming up? Mm. Oh, because he had the Italian national champs yeah. kit. Pretty his good hel- kit too. What do we say? His think? helmet is also colored. Yeah. Well, I like it. I like the kit. You know, but the Italian national champs kit is almost always, regardless of what team has it, except for that one ridiculous oh, year re- that, the- that Nibali had it, and he just had like a little flag, a teeny little flag on his stomach, and his kit just looked like a regular Astana kit. They messed it up for Aru as well, I think. Uh, his was like, they made it like a little stripes thing in the middle, which was pretty bad. I thought Aru had the full tricolor on last year. Well, I think they changed it. Yeah. Yeah, because it was... But yeah. it's it's normally like that, so uh, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, if, if you go with a classic you can't really mess it up no no and uh yeah looked good and he's he was looking strong there uh great delivery from michael murku Mur- uh who uh i guess uh didn't go when uh uh christoph he was christoph's lead out man and when christoph moved to UAE, right? Mm-hmm. That's where he went. Yes. UAE did not. He wanted uh, Murku to go with him, and UAE would not take him, and so he went to Quickstep, hmm. and uh, now he's doing that job for Viviani right now, and doing a damn good job today. Sagan was up there too, you know, in third he, place. He had said somewhere that he was at like sixty percent of the tour, so yeah, we'll see. Looking real good for that World Championships. That's your pick. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. So, so, so we have a fantasy league, and so far I've picked two of the stage winners, 
And I'm looking at the overalls, and I'm I'm not even on the wide angle podium. No. So terrible. I we have freaking Jaden. Yep. First place. I mean, who does he have? Who who is scoring all the points right now? Uh, well, Kawasaki. He picked yeah. Jaden killed it in the time trial because he had one, two, and three. He had one, two. He had the podium. He had uh, Campanets, uh, Kawasaki, and and uh, Rohan Dennis. Dennis. Yeah. I guess Campanets was a good pick since he is the Euro time trial champion. He is correct. So yes. And uh, Kawasaki is someone who is he's what he's not he's is he you can't is he a leader for Sky? Yeah, he is their leader for this race. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he's their he's their GC. He's their GC for uh, Vuelta. I mean, that's yeah. news, right? That's kind of one. You wonder if it would have been Bernal if uh, if he hadn't landed on his face. I, I think it was going to be Bernal if he hadn't yeah. landed on his face. Yeah, but yeah, that one sort of sort of slipped through the cracks that uh, Sky sends Kwiatkowski to the. To the uh, Vuelta as there. What about Dela Cruz? Uh, Dela Cruz. Well, it's okay because I have uh, Kwiatkowski, <laughs> Dela Cruz, Gegenhart, Sivakov, Van Baal, Castroviejo, and Hainel. So if it is one of those other guys on the team, <laughs> as long as it isn't uh, Salvatore Puccio, uh, I'm, I'm in with a good shot there. What if Puccio wins? Well, Dela Cruz. <laughs> He's not going to win. In, in, in all seriousness, it looked like Dela Cruz. Um, and Castro Viejo were both riding for Kwiatkowski in stage two. Yes. Yeah. Gagan Hart did that um, second to last pull, really strong pull, and basically emptied the tank as he does. Um, getting getting more experience. This is his first Grand Tour. For I was kind of hoping that he might be a little bit of a leader. I, I think he's just getting experience at this. I mean, that's why I yeah. picked him up on my team. Maybe, yeah. I guess he probably, I don't know. I, I Do you guys think that? Kawasaki is a guy who can win a Grand Tour. We'll maybe, see. Maybe this one. I He's mean, finished in the top fifteen of Grand Tours. Before. I guess we always see him in a mountain stage, pulling like a madman, and then literally shutting down. So, yeah. what could he do if he wasn't like, right? You know, hitting it. Yeah, I mean, he's not a true climber, but. Seems bit, pretty handy on them. Yeah, and this, uh, you know, I don't know. We'll see how it goes when they get up into some big mountains and he's up against, you well, know, the likes of uh, Lopez and, you know, the... And uh, Quintana Yates. and, yeah, and Adam Yates. Well, tomorrow, tomorrow's stage uh, finishes on... It's got two Cat 1. It looks like a fairly short, punchy, classic Vuelta climbing stage with two Cat 1s. So that's going to be their first real climbing test. So... Let me, so let me, let me, I'm going to say this medium take. Mm. We're on podiums. I thought it looked pretty good in stage two. Yeah. That's my medium take. Mm hmm. Like medium spicy? Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. Um, I'll go for a non, non medium take whatsoever that Valverde podiums. In okay. The, uh, overall. Overall. GC. GC. Interesting. So you say that's a, you, you, you're giving that like, I think that's a guarantee. That's a mild salsa right uh, there. There's no, there's not, it's weak sauce. I think it's just like, no totally, question about that's it. That's going to happen. It's wow. A, that's going to happen. That seems like a, that seems medium spicy to me. I mean, it's not necessarily. Come on, it's Valverde. Yeah, I get you. Uh, man, I don't know. I'm looking to go spicy here then. I'm going to, I'm going to hit you with the, with the freaking ghost pepper habanero salsa. Um, Carapaz is on the podium at the end. Ah, interesting. Why not? Okay, interesting choice. Yeah. Okay, All so right. third man. Well, of the of the Movistar Trident. Mm, yeah, I think he probably is, isn't he? Yeah, or maybe the Bill Bow guy. 
All right, so let's let me. So well, we know he's not going to be on the podium, right? Uh, Port. Yes, the Uh, only person on my team who hasn't scored any points yet. (laughs) Whereas the lowest points that any of my Skyriders have got is twenty-eight. So pretty good. Well, they've all got the assist points, right? That's right. Yeah, I mean, Port just he ported it. Unfortunately, I mean, obviously he had a stomach bug or something, so you really can't. I mean, I don't know. Well, I, for the guy. Um, I went with a, with an all-Spanish, to the extent that I could, an all-Spanish lineup for huh. the uh, Vuelta Española. Uh, Vuelta Española. I haven't even looked at your team yet. Yeah, I have the both Izaguirre brothers. Mm. I have uh, De La Cruz, Carapaz, Castroviejo, <laughs> Valverde, uh, Bravo, who rides for a uh, Spanish Conti team. one guy who I did not realize. And then Peter Sagan. Sagano. Oh, and I also have, I also have uh, <laughs> Pedro Lopez. Sagan. Pedro Sagano. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, and so, so you broke our podcast rule. Of never picking Sagan. I kind of figured that given the scenario in which I picked <laughs> oh. him, it would be okay for me to pick him. Oh, okay. I think we established <laughs> that rule for the tour. I didn't know that we established it for always the podcast. Yeah. Oh, it's it's always my rule. But I guess Matt is uh, winning the podcast when it comes to fantasy. I am, because so. I'm actually sitting with my uh, Zorro del Siglo XXI uh, y Amigos, or uh, 21st Century Fox and Friends in English. Uh, Could you use Google Translate to get that name? Of course. Yeah. <laughs> I like Zorro is a fox. Yeah. So, well, there you go. Uh, so, yeah, I have... So it wouldn't let me pick all eight Skyriders. I just have seven. And then I have some Sky alumni, Richie Port, very expensive and completely useless so far. <laughs> and Viviani, who won today. So, uh, yeah, I'm sitting second overall, just over 100 points behind Jaden. And then third place on the podium is our good friend, Mr. Tom Futrell. Spicy Burrito. Yeah. That's and his team name, Spicy yeah. Burrito? Yeah. And then in fourth, we have Matt Urchel. Fifth, we have uh, Don Berto Contador. <laughs> Contador. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Pizza Don, party. Don Berto. Um, yeah. And so, and then sitting off the wide angle podium, <laughs> we have Bodie with 660 points. And T-Bone, T-Buena Suerte, uh, with 614 points. You didn't read my name. Oh, yours is nobody suspects. It's actually nobody expects the Spanish Inquisition. I know. Is the line. Aaron sent me a YouTube video. <laughs> nobody expects the Spanish. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. A little Mel Brooks uh, shout out there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Nicely done. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, you guys got a little catching up to do. All right. You're only so, about 300 points behind me. Yeah, I think that's 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 all I want to talk about the Volta. All right, three stages in. Well, a little bit of um, you you mentioned Townsend that you had uh, the Izagiri brothers. I Some do. news about them. They are going to Astana. Both yeah. of them. They, I guess, they travel as a team. Yeah, there's no splitting the Izagiri brothers. Well, they were for one year, I guess. One of them was still at Movistar, and then one had already moved to uh, Bahrain Merida. But they've not been there very long, really, have they? So I guess not really. I don't know. I, mean, I think Vino must have thrown a lot of money at them. Yeah, I mean, look, I I, I always get them confused. Uh, it's it's Jan Isagher that's the that's the stronger GC contender generally, or is it Gorka? Yes, it's Jan. Is yeah. but Gorka is the Spanish road champion. That's right. Yeah, he's more of a puncher. He is a punchier rider, I think. Yeah, but both super talented. Yeah. Yeah. 
got them both on my squad, and I'm, I'm expecting big things from them. I don't know. We'll see. I, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming they're at the Vuelta in support of Nibali, both of them, but uh, they could they could do some things. Has Nibali done anything yet in this race? Could I don't think it. so. I think he I think he was uh, off the back a bit in that stage, too. I think mm. he lost some time. Uh, and also, speaking of Astana, as we were, Vino has expressed that he wants Landa back. So yeah, we, we mentioned that briefly last episode and now it's it's you know it's on the cycling websites that he wants to bring Londa back. So whether that happens for next season or the one after. It could be yeah. an interesting team with would it would uh see you have who I guess Landa would be coming back as the as the as GC, a GC guy. Yeah. yeah. With with Lopez. Yeah. And the two Izigar brothers. Yeah. Yeah, it's a crowded field. Everybody, everybody looks like everybody's looking for an all Spanish team. Oh, look, this is not Spanish. Yeah. Damn it, it doesn't work. <laughs> all right, um, what else we got? Well, all here? kinds of transfer news. But one of uh, note I thought was that American Katie Hall is going to Bowles Doman. Yeah. Um, United Healthcare is. I think they are for sure folding at the end of the season. Both the men's and women's team. Yeah. What about so, Rally? So I guess there is essentially one healthcare company that sponsors both those teams and they are taking all their support and putting it into rally. I think rally is going to is shooting to become a world tour team at some point, Hmm. Um, which would be awesome. Yeah. Which would be great. So do you think there'll be some consolidation? Like will some of the UHC, the better UHC riders move over to rally? I don't know. I mean, we'll have to see, um, come off season uh but i'm glad to see the katie hall she's kind of dominated the uh, american stage races the last couple of years mm-hmm. uh she just won the colorado classic which we had last weekend yeah did and she win tour of california she did yeah and i believe so she yes. definitely yeah yep and then so also but usg had a good weekend or the last weekend was good for them because gavin Mannion on the men's side won the colorado classic so that's right uh, and Travis McCabe got a big sprint. Um, and other domestic news, Jelly Belly, no longer going to sponsor yeah. that Conti team. 19 uh, years is a long time. team sponsor. Yeah. Well, yeah, so. Thank you for your service. Yeah, that's gentlemen. one less kit with a bunch of freaking jelly beans all over it in the Peloton. Yeah. Which well, I think is a good thing, actually. There, was there another one? <laughs> no. <I'm laughs> no, one was, too many. One, less. Uh, one was yeah, too many. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was never a, it, but it was, it was almost a kit that was so ugly it was okay. Right, like it was, mm. it was a pretty ugly kit, but it's because it was so garish. You just kind of, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, oh, the, no, I, a lot, yeah. of, a lot of great riders on the team. Uh, some was it Velo News or was it Cycling News? Somebody, some of the news organizations did a a post about Jelly Belly closing, and they listed all these riders mm. who have been on Jelly Belly, and they did not list Bill Gaiman. Yeah, and uh, I guess there one of those articles is a little miffed at phil uh for i don't know something with his book maybe huh um, interesting yeah so well, that's all sad right. to see that uh feels like all about the cookies now he didn't care about oh the yeah beans. i mean i think yeah. it's as he says on his, his his strava page that he wants to be absolutely clear he's doing all the kom hunting because he couldn't cut it in the world tour he admits it um but speaking of teams folding sort of yeah. the end of a mysterious team situation thing for a few weeks yeah. uh, aqua blue is is folding yeah 
Um, and at what point we thought Wout was going to be riding with Larry Warbass. Yeah. So, and they were like the Super Friends team. Yeah. I mean, I they apparently didn't handle that whole thing very well. Somebody in the PR department uh, probably needs to check themselves. They put out this big I'm press sure release. I'm sure they got checked. Well, yeah. <laughs> the, the Aqua Blue owner, Rick Delaney, is a pretty outspoken uh, guy. He doesn't really pull any punches. Um so I guess that means the Cervelo, or is it three T, won't yeah. have won't have to be making a front derailleur clamp, even though they did already. Did they? They did. Do yes, it. they did. Yeah. So 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 I guess that means that uh, Blue is fooling. So then Wout will be at Willem's, Veranda's, Craylin's next year. Yeah. And then he'll go to Yellow Lotto. Yeah. Freaking team, man! That team is just stacked. Yep. There are. Um, I mean, before we move on from the Aqua Blue thing. Oh, though, yeah, I'm not moving on. Really. No, no, no. I, I, I know you're not, but just, you know, where we get sidetracked talking about it, I, mean, it's, I think it's a real shame. I, I, I appreciated what those guys were trying to do, kind of this self supporting, you know, pro team. Right. Well, um, well, they, I mean, they, I, were, they were on the up and up. I mean, they were getting some results, it appeared. I mean, they haven't had a great season do you this wanna, season, but. I didn't realize how they were a self supporting team. Do you have, do you want to talk about that? Well, I mean, I don't know the ins and outs of it, but my understanding was that it was, they were, you know, they if had you go tried to, to fund the team through their online cycling shop. Yeah. And they had tried to seed the team with enough money so that it would be self-sufficient for X number of years and that they would be able to um, guarantee two-year contracts to their to their riders on a, on a rolling basis. And they did make it through the first two years of that um, without any trouble, but I, I don't know what happened on the financial side. How what they were they sort of selling? Fell apart. They, they sell, kit, I think. yeah. Well, like all, yeah, like bikes and parts and like. So were they? Was it just like a they're like chain a wiggle reaction or, a, or a yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, an so, online okay. bike store, yeah. Okay, so, so well, I didn't know if it was like that or if it was like just their kits. No, like buy their jersey and yeah, no, t-shirt. no, it's it's like a full on bike store. So Which, a lot of the a lot of the brands that they have used during their, um, you know, um, that the, the team have worn, they've been selling that stuff on the thing, and it's like it's not just like their, uh, but not just the current brands they had, like last year's sponsors, like Ridley Bikes and all that kind of stuff. So. But Bodie, you'd be forgiven for not understanding what Aqua Blue is from mm. the name because it's a probably an exercise in poor branding doesn't scream cycling uh online cycling retailer does it Aqua no Blue? i assume it's it like a pool company yeah. it does sound like an aftershave yeah aftershave <laughs> it does an eau de toilette yeah i thought i was an irish <laughs> poor home you know yeah <laughs> yeah so i was checking out the um uh cycling news article or velo news article i can't remember which one uh about the team folding and i and there were, i noticed there were well over 100 comments to the article so i just got into the comments to see what did everybody have to say mm. what do you guys think 90 percent of the comments about aqua blue folding were about uh chain ring uh the one by drive one train by drive. wow yeah, that's i mean just that was that, the, that, that was, was the reason. That was the thing that everybody wanted. That's what happens when you go with the one by drivetrain and road racing <laughs> and disc brakes. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it was all it was all a, a nerdy. They're gear, they're, gear blame, they're blaming it on the bike industry shoving the one by yeah. down our 
throats. Yeah. Well, I think that's a great shame that they are folding. Uh, I like that team a lot. I think they got really hurt. They had a great season last year. They got that stage win in the Vuelta, and they didn't get invited back this year. And yeah, was, yeah, they really got they got the Grand Tour shaft this year, big time. They really did, and I think they'd put in the work to actually get there, and they did not get. I think that you know that it's very uh, there's some very parochial stuff goes on in the Grand Tours. The teams that get invited, I mean, they they earned having been invited last year, and then to to. To really get snubbed get invited, this year. win a stage, yeah, that that you seems know, like you should be able to come back. Like, yeah, and you know who does keep getting invited to Grand Tours? Kafidis. <laughs> I didn't realize that Buhani was actually in the Volta. I saw him top five today. Yeah, he was fourth, I think, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, well, you know, and other and talk about other people leaving cycling. Uh, a few big Americans are retiring. Yeah, uh, Danny Pate. Re- retiring yeah who's someone actually i think that if anybody has never heard of danny pate i think it's definitely looking uh, worth looking up and uh, reading about him uh, i heard of danny pate when i first started listening to cycling podcast uh, mike creed had a, had a show and he talked about danny pate a lot yeah and i think he was a big influence on on him and jay pow and a bunch of those uh, guys from that era you know i know jay pow had a really nice thing he said danny pate showed me how you know what an amazing bike racer could be yeah i mean as an american he went over i guess you know he went over early uh signed a contract with the team and saw a lot of drug abuse and that kind of freaked him out and came back to the states but eventually was on sky he was and he made made some money at sky it was a super domestique for them for a few years yeah before he uh came back and uh, mentored a bunch of the young ones at rally um so well, do you, does anybody know what his plans are? Is he going to continue on with management? With he Rally, mentioned or that his... that might be something he'd be interested in, um, but I think he's just going to like relax for a bit. Uh, also, we in big in big news and, and big because you know she's a very like cyclist and kind of related to uh, our area. Lauren Hall is retiring. That's right from uh, Mississippi. Yeah, she's from Mississippi. Um, she. What's interesting, and we talked a lot about Debbie Milne last week or two weeks ago. Uh, both of them uh, are former Lambert racers. Yeah. Both of them racing for the uh, the Absolute Racing Team out of Jackson. So that's kind of a neat little tidbit. And if you mm-hmm. haven't, if you don't know about Lauren Hall, definitely look her up. She's had a, you know, I think she started cycling fairly late, as a lot of women yep. often do. Um, and she, I think, what her biggest win probably would be Gent Wegelem, Bent Bubblegum. Yeah. That's right. She won that race. wasn't that long ago. No, twenty fourteen, five years ago. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and also, her partner Brad Huff is retiring. He's retiring as well. Um, both of them are extremely well liked in the domestic uh, peloton. Just you know, super hardworking. They seem to be very open, uh, generous with their time and their mentorship. Yeah, uh, clean. All about being clean athletes. Um, Brad Huff always talks about like not having very much talent, but having a lot of work ethic, and yeah. that's how he was able to cycle for so long. And he's—I don't know if he's a multi-time national uh, champion, but definitely uh, won a crit championship two years ago. Um, 
with Rally. So yeah, yeah, sad to see him go too, but. Yeah, well, being someone who has neither natural talent nor work ethic, Brad, <laughs> I can really, you know, I can really dig into how important it would be to have at least one of those two. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and if you want to, um, there's some good interviews with them that Phil Guyman did on his podcast. That's from true. The last yeah. couple of years. Yeah, yeah a lot. Of, yeah, so check out, if you haven't heard of these cyclists, uh, look up Brad Huff, look up Lauren Hall, look up Danny Haight, Danny Haight, Danny mm-hmm. Pate, uh, and, uh, and learn a few things about some awesome American cyclists. Yeah. Well, speaking of uh, Debbie Milne, uh, who was down here racing a couple weeks ago, she was right back at it up in Chattanooga this weekend at uh, the River Gorge Omnium, crushing souls once again in the uh, women's pro race. But we had a few teammates that were up there as well, uh, one of whom was racing with her in the, the crit. It was a P123 crit. And our teammate, Emily Gass, finished uh, top 15 in that crit and won GC overall for the women's threes this weekend. She yeah. did, yeah. Congratulations. A side note, it was uh, it's Omnium, so not, not, not a GC. Ah, uh, sorry. A little bit of okay. difference. Um, yeah. Does it, do the points, are they, is that different for that? In terms of upgrades? Yeah. Yes. Uh, so if you're, a, three, if you're as... a cat three, you do get upgrade points for your gc placing there are no upgrade points for omnium placing what yeah because i mean it's you know gc is a collection it's it's your scale over multiple events together what? so you're getting points isn't for being it, able to do an omnium also well you could show up events? you could technically show up at one event and win that and then still win the omnium uh, if, because it's points based yeah. yeah so yeah right so but well, i guess what Bodie is saying to distill it down is that the gc is a race within itself where you get points based solely on your finish in gc whereas the omnium is but a collection of its individual parts and you get points just for the individual parts but not for the collective uh placing mm. yeah that's what i said yeah okay <laughs> so yeah anyway emily gas uh kicking butt uh yeah cat three women um we had our teammate Chip Parker, who got fifth overall. Wide in, angle. Wide angle in the Masters something or another. Masters 50 plus. Yeah. Uh, looks like he was pretty excited about that race. Uh, I know he likes to climb hills, so I think he's going to target that one next year. And uh, Daniel Swan got fourth in the Cat 3 crit. Tenth overall in the Cat 3s. Looked like it'd be a pretty challenging uh, road race. It looked like a challenging time trial too. There was some that was up and down in that yeah. time trial. I mean, yeah. for folks from from our area, it's it's yeah. it's. Uh, well, it was all, that task. was all around Raccoon Mountain, uh, which I've been to before. It's a great mountain bike spot. If anybody's up that area, it's a really great mountain bike trail there. Um, but yeah, that's a. Feral, Just gotta watch out for the raccoons. That's true, uh, but it's a fair old hill to get up there. Uh, yeah, it's great great riding around Chattanooga. And, but and, and also not to jump back to your earlier point about GC versus Omniums, but at Omnium you can have an overall winner for the Omnium, and that was Emily Gas did yeah. win it, and she won a jersey, and she yeah, was, yeah, no, she won the overall. Yeah, yeah. I was just yeah. you don't you don't get extra upgrade points. Bummer, Bodie mm-hmm. wants to point out yeah. that it was Omnium and not GC. Mwop, mwop. <laughs> There's a difference. <laughs> um, also, speaking of Debbie Milne, uh, last two weeks ago we talked about how. Anemiek Van Vluten mm. could have you know, won more money uh, going to Lambert Crit Champs. Yep. Uh, I got a message from Burt Massey, um, one of the race promoters, and he said that Debbie won $1,000 that weekend. Wow. So, yeah. not That's, a bad haul. Yeah. 
Okay. Was was that was that because uh, Bert had been listening to the podcast and was responding to our? Yep. Yeah. Oh. I'm so maybe, maybe that's a listener feedback. Come on, dude. Right. Viewer mail. Viewer mail, right there. Yeah. Right. Ring the bell. We have a viewer. We need a viewer mail. He actually actually. What, and I'll just I'll go into the message. He said uh, he said the podcast is funny AF, capital AF. Oh. Oh wait, hang on. Oh sorry, I'm reading. I read it wrong. He said good podcast. Oh. But it was funny as fuck that they had the podiums backwards. Did um, not know. Well, we also saw, I sent you guys a picture from the Ladies' Tour of Norway. Yeah. Which Mariana Voss won all three stages of. <laughs> and every single day, they had the podium backwards. Do you think it has something to do with, like, you know, some states in the, in the United States don't participate in time zones? Or sorry, daylight savings. No, I think it would. If it was in Australia, it would make sense because you know, like how the water goes down yeah. a spiral, different direction. Yeah, southern hemisphere. Yeah, that would make sense to me. But Norway, no. What's and it doesn't. Up, have, it doesn't have anything to do with the metric system or anything here, does it, Matt? <laughs> Don't think so, because yeah. there are other metric countries over there that get it right. You know where they never get it wrong? Cross races. Belgium never gets it wrong. They know how to do a podium. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of podiums, uh, we had some interesting podiums for the track lacrosse race uh, this weekend. What did you think oh, about that? Are we? Uh, oh, Matt, you had you uh, you you didn't stick around for that, um, but uh, the podiums were done on a. Uh, how what you, do you call how that? Would you describe it's, it. Bodie? It's a, a gravel embankment. Yeah, sort of a um, gravel embankment actually, that led up what, to the railroad. What's right the name? Away. There's a, there's a term for that. I think it's embankment. No, there's an actual term for the 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 gravel pit or pyramid that the tracks sit on. Mm. Uh, I'm I'm blanking right now, but I think that Google uh, I think that uh, Townsend is trying to Google oh, no. it. I'm not an old railroader like you, Bodie. So uh, I'll just we'll just take your word for it. I know I know you spent you a lot of time hoboing and uh, <laughs> you weren't a traveler <laughs> riding the rails. <laughs> uh, just page skip town. He might know. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah, so, and what was, I mean, just because you could, like, put people higher up just because they yeah, were on an right. embankment. Yeah, right, so they used the natural mm. elevation of the embankment to put mm. uh, third place on the left, uh, down at the bottom, then second place. On the left of the winner. On the left of the winner. Yes. Second place, about midway up the hill, and then first place was sort of in the middle, sort of at the top of the hill. It had a bit of an album cover sort of feel Yeah, very to it. much. Yeah, mm. very Zeppelin. Yeah, yeah. 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 Who? Um, rock and roll. Pretty rock definitely. and roll. pretty good because it was definitely 420 by then. Uh, so uh, I'm sure it was that would have been... Yeah, some classic rock would have been perfect. Yeah, there was uh, there was some interesting interesting stuff going on. Some interesting hand ups happening. At one point, uh, someone took uh, took an interesting hand up, which uh, our race announcer Wes McWhorter noticed. Yeah, uh, and, uh, jazz uh, cigarettes, I think they're called. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wes says over the uh, over the intercom, "It's like two laps to go." But sorry, make that four hundred and twenty laps to go. <laughs> Yeah, kind of funny. Like Maybe yeah. you had to be there. Yeah, yeah. the air was uh, getting pretty fragrant at that point. It was nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, so so track lacrosse. Uh, yeah. Would you would you call it a preseason kickoff, a season kickoff, a preseason warm up? Maybe it certainly warmed me up. Kind yeah. of an exhibition exhibition game. Yeah, yeah. I can oh, see that. Like it, like almost like a post tour criterium uh, in that sense. And but that is before. Yeah, okay. So it's kind of like no what the sense. Saints are doing on Thursdays now, right? 
some oh, of them are on like Thursday, pre-season? some of them are on Friday. Yeah, preseason, preseason game. Call it a preseason friendly. Preseason friendly. To, friendly. to borrow a football term. Yeah, it's a friendly. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. people were out there. People were checking out their they're checking out their tires, mm. checking out their gear, making sure things are work, testing things out. You know. Yeah. Uh, busting their ankles. It was all fun. No Get, numbers. Nobody. Nobody. nobody no was, numbers. Nobody was pinning up no, numbers. There was no score. I asked. I asked Taylor at one point, "Are you scoring this race?" And he looked at me and laughed like. Yeah. It was like, why would I score this race? I was like, yeah, I'm going to tell I, you who wins. <laughs> I yeah. don't know. Because that was all, it was, it was, it was winner takes all, wasn't it? In the, in the, that's true. Race. It was. So it was how do you know, you, so wait, how do you know that you beat Townsend? I no. know I beat him because I lapped it. Well, I didn't actually, I don't know if I fully lapped you, uh, but I was like right behind you at the finish line. Well, I when will, you'd already been lapped. I will concede defeat to you and everyone else, Matt. And the reason I'm going to be honest the you reason is, the I took yeah, I took two and a half laps off looking for a bike to ride. <laughs> you did, yeah. and, I mean, uh, there is video evidence of you walking on the other side of the tape, doing the thumbs down with a flat, um, and then you went looking for a bike. Well, first I tried to inflate my tire to That's see true. if it was. Wait, wait, wait! wait sorry, whoa, whoa! Wait, are we in tire talk here? Well, we're we gonna get to tire. Wait, talk. hang on, but you actually had a mechanic with you. I did trying I, to. I had my mechanic, in fact. Yeah. Hey, funny enough, I had my mechanic, and I'll get to that when we get to my race. Um, yeah. So, I, I, yeah, my uh, my mechanic, Tim, from yeah. Bicycle Michaels, was... Yeah. Big uh, shout lived out to just, Tim. Yeah, Tim lives just a few blocks away from the uh, from the course, and he was out with his uh, with his dog, and he was hanging out. And he uh, he saw me uh, coming back with an issue and uh, tried to help me tried to help me get that sucker inflated and get that tire to seal up, but it but it didn't. Uh, that that took me that took me well, maybe four or five minutes of kind of dicking around with the tire to see if that was going to work. And I realized it wasn't and gave up for a half a second. And I thought, man, you know, I came all the way out here. I really want to ride this course. Uh, kudos to those guys for setting up a really cool and fun course to yeah, ride. It was fun. And uh, so I was set about looking for a bike to ride, which of course the main thing was that I needed a bike with SPD pedals. Um, I needed a bike that was, um, you know, I guess hopefully as close to my size as possible. <laughs> Um, and uh, let's just say that I found a bike with SPD pedals. Yeah, one <laughs> yeah, out of two. Yeah, one out of two. Yeah. Uh, Kurt, Jaron, uh, kudos to Kurt. Thank you. Huge set, shout out. Kurt mm. said, hey, why don't you ride Viv's mountain bike? Yeah. For Which those is, of you who don't know who Viv is, that's yeah. Kurt's 12-year-old daughter. Yeah. Uh, and her mountain bike is... is uh, 24-inch wheels? No, I think it had 26-inch wheels. It's got 26s? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and yeah. um, let me tell you what. The bike was tiny. Uh, I was I was <laughs> kneeing myself in the chin on every pedal stroke, mm. uh, unless I stood up. Yeah, uh, and and rode it standing up the whole time. And that get they get a little tiring after a while. Yeah, um, my ass was at le- when I stood up and ex- fully extended my legs. My ass was easily three feet above her saddle, <laughs> and um, but uh, that bike felt pretty good. Yeah, and uh, I got a couple takeaways from that. Uh, one that it always pays to try to stay in the race because I really salvaged um, a fun day from first lap disappointment just Mm. by finding a bike and getting on a bike and staying in the race. So it was a ton of fun. Also, even though that bike was totally ill-sized for me, I really got to understand how serious mountain bike doping is in cyclocross <laughs> oh, that yeah. thing was i was railing some of those corners so you with had those a, big uh, fat tires. suspension fork yeah it was a su- suspension fork it was a it fat was tires. a pretty nice mountain bike yeah. for, a, for a kid's bike I yeah mean, 
it was legit. And I mean, you know, I was getting air on that little uh, on that little jump ramp that that Chris Reed had made, and uh, yeah, it's coming great. down real nice and cushy on the landing. There's a great shot of um, I was right behind you guys, uh, Chris Reed winning the race, and yeah. you going over the ramp like together at the same at the same time. <laughs> yeah, and you're pulling what could be only described as an O face. Yeah, as you uh, yeah. yeah. As you got air off the ramp there. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I tried to rip, you know, I tried to rip a good, you know, tried to rip a good face. I saw Bodie there with the with the video camera, so I figured I'd try to milk it a little bit. So you're saying I came across the finish line in front of you. Yes. You said you were behind me as I crossed the line <laughs> with Chris Reed. And no one was there to score it. Yeah. So... Anyway, wow. let's just, I'll just leave it right there. Just let me just... Speaking mm. of obstacles, there were a few other things on that course that made it a little bit fun. Yeah. Uh, there was a jump, a very small jump, a small, uh, not like not super wide, didn't take up a big part of the course. You could yeah. choose to go around it. Yep. Which uh, uh, I didn't. Every lap, I, I took it. Just I hit it a that. few times. Yep. Um, there was also a traffic cone obstacle course which was great i thought that was an awesome it's pretty hilarious yeah taylor was calling that the uh the townsend feature <laughs> yeah. uh because it was my nemesis the uh barrel traffic cone yeah the one that i ran into when i separated my shoulder oh that's he was right asking if i was having ptsd oh, yeah. every time i went through there yeah, yeah. I admit, it was I mean, a, little, a little tough for me is that why you didn't sleep very well kind of cruising night. through mm-hmm. there yeah i mean it just like if you can imagine riding through like a forest of demons That was what it was like for me. Well, what was fun about it as well was they, of course, people were banging into them and knocking them over and stuff, and they would rearrange them. So it was different every time you went through. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, they were kind of trying to rearrange them every other lap, but because people were banging into them so much, they were never in the same position twice. Yeah. And at one point in my race, I just went around them. I went under the tape (laughs) and then came back around the other side because they had literally not, they had completely barricaded yeah all the way across there was not a way through and i was like come on guys yeah and uh, but i thought the fact that i was able to ride and duck under the tape and then go back was the obstacle enough yeah, yeah. Uh, well, there was well, pretty good footage of some people biting it in those in uh, those uh, barricades eric stewart eric stewarted perfectly through there he um, did he really as, did as our uh, good friend uh, big boy Bacqua said uh, that guy finds some really creative ways to crash. <laughs> but uh, but Will oh, himself uh, managed to get a perfect strike, I think, through there. I think he took them all down, didn't he? Yeah, I followed him through on lap one, and he just he was just he just put his put his elbows out and just. Will's kinda... not a narrow-shouldered man. No, is he's he? not. No, no he carries a little bit of weight with him. Is it <laughs> whatever you call the uh, the heavier of bowling balls? That would be him. The, the number fourteen. I'm not. I don't know what's the fourteen pounder. I don't know. What's it, what's a heavy ball? Bowling ball. I don't 16. know. Sixteen. Sixteen. Okay. Yeah, he's a sixteen. Yeah. He's a sixteen pounder. So <laughs> yeah. there is also on the other side of the course there was an option you could you could uh, do mm. Belgian gates. Similarly, yes. the Belgian hates. Yes. Matt, as you I'm going to call those Nola gates. Nola gates. <laughs> they were not Belgian. Yeah. Um, and or there you could run the tires. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the first lap, you had to take the gates. That was yes. the rule. So would you, in your guys' race, did people ru- uh, run the gates or ride the gates? I flatted right before the gates, so I had no choice but to, uh, uh, to run them. I think everybody ran them because Zach put those gates together and he deliberately made them so tight that you would not want to do the gates. You would always want to do the tires. 
Um, but because you were forced to do them the first time, they were, they were so much faster to run than to ride. And then there was also barriers. Um, yep, yep. So two dismounts per lap. Yeah. Which I got to tell you was pretty tough on a fixed gear. Mm. It was also a short lap too. So Very each, short. each of the laps were eight lap races. So that's yeah, 16 dismounts and remounts. It was yeah. cool to see you guys my, uh, my dismounting and remounting those it. fixed gears. Yeah. Yeah, that was a bit tricky. Um, and that there was, uh, I, I was not a fan of that. I did not like it at all. Clipped uh, and fixed. Yeah. On dirt. No brakes. Dismounts. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, you know, I just took my cyclocross skills that I've learned about how to dismount and applied yeah. them to the fixed. I actually pre unclipped, which is a thing that we have all been taught in a clinic, but I don't pre unclip my left no. foot. Yeah, but um, I can see why you'd want to do that on the fix. But this you one, you kind of have to pop off. You can't just coast off, right? No, no. So you 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 unclip your right, and then the the pedal just kind of spins you around, and it gets you to the top point. Of kind the, of tosses uh, you off, and you sort of jump off. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, that's cool. Um, yeah, so that that was that was an interesting race. I don't know that I ever want to do that again. What about hitting the ramp? What? With, wait, on the wait, fixing? wait, wait, wait. You at the start of the show. Just said that every other form of cycling was dead yeah. except for track lacrosse. Well, Bodie's basically oh. now, riding bikes and anyway. now it's dead to you. Yeah, I was talking on my ass. <laughs> um, road cycling is not dead, folks. Okay, it's awesome, um, but gravel is still dead. Um, so yeah, uh, the fixed fixed race that was a uh, I wasn't really planning on doing it, and then I realized mm. that I actually had a bike in my house because I sold my track bike. But then I actually have a buddy of ours bike. So Chip Carey, thank you. I used your bike. Huh. Um, yeah, it was like a paperboy bike. It was, yeah. It's just you know, it's it's a globe. Had like riser bars and. Yeah, it's you know made after the after fixed gear bikes became you know really popular, yep. and then every brand was making it sort of city cruiser. But this one has legit. Uh, Horizontal dropouts. And a flip-flop hub. And a flip-flop. And it actually was set up fixed. Mm. So all I had to do is take the cages off and uh, take the brake off. And I was ready to go. Uh, I used the ratio that was on the bike. It was a 42-17. Wasn't too bad for that course, actually. Yeah. Um, the only issue were the tires. And I ran 60 PSI. Mm. They were 25s. Mm. Ooh. <laughs> oh. Oh, um, I'm just it's, I, it, I, my my taint hurt just uh, thinking about that. And I did. There really was this, there was a speed limit on each corner. Like I just I couldn't yeah. go faster than a certain speed because I would slip out. So that kind of once we kind of got settled into our positions in the in the race, um, that that was kind of what I could do. And there wasn't a lot of like straight sections to really smash the pedals. So mm-hmm. well, luckily, the way they taped the course, though, there was a lot of grass to ride. Mm-hmm. You know, so you could really. Uh, you oh yeah, could, you get more. I'm assuming you got a lot more traction on the grass than you did just I on did, the, yeah. in the, the the dirt. Yeah. Uh, and and Matt, I actually uh, we didn't we haven't gotten to this. We'll finish up the the fixed gear race, but in in the relay race, I borrowed your back tire. Yeah. Uh, to put on my bike to ride in the relay race, which was a slick. And your advice to me Herring was bone. it's not yeah. a slick. Okay, that's right. Sorry. <laughs> um, was to uh, try to stick to the grass as much as possible just yeah. to get a little bit extra traction. Yep. And I appreciate it. Thank you for the tip. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and just I want to give a shout-out to friend of the show, uh, Jason Nix. Yes. Him and a crew of uh, Pensacola folks came over. Good-sized crew they brought. Yeah. yeah. Phil uh, Phil Duggar won the fixed-gear crit. Yep. Uh, 
But Jason fixed my bike literally minutes before the start of the race. Uh, I was riding around, doing my laps, pre-riding, and laying down some skids, too, just uh, getting ready for the long skid contest that never happened. And I noticed that uh, things were slipping in my drivetrain. Mm. And I was like, uh... I don't know why, and so I, I just yelled it. I said, "Nix, he's a mechanic. He knows what's up." He got me. Uh, he got my locker ring all tightened up, and uh, I was ready to go. So well, thanks again, Jason. Wait, wait, that was locker ring you just said, right? Yeah. Okay, I maybe misheard that at first. Okay. All right. Speaking of uh, Jason Nix and our earlier question about um, who won the podcast based on the track lacrosse event. Uh, I'm just going to tell you guys that Jason's vote was me. He yelled out as he saw me riding the little kid's bike in the open race. Jason said, you just won the podcast. Mm. Hmm. Because in my race, he yelled that to me. Whoa, Jason, are you you two-timing us here, man? Is he playing us against each other? I don't know. He, or, or, but you went first, so he made that decision. Then, then he saw my performance, and he was, he was like, "Okay, no, actually, you've won the podcast." Well, let's just ask real quick, Matt. Did he ever tell you that you had won the podcast? He didn't, but I think he did say that my bike had won the podcast from having the <laughs> sickest cable routing that he'd seen. <laughs> I'm not sure that that counts. So it's between me, me and Bodie. <laughs> he. It's funny you say that because he did point out some bad cable routing to me. Yeah. So oh. I'm actually. Oh, I get I'm, points I, there. I actually kind of believe his story. <laughs> it's true. Um, so yeah. So that was the track across, and then we did a relay. Yeah, the relay was great. We kind of. Um, yeah, I couldn't stick around for that, so we couldn't have the full, the full force of the podcast. Well, we, so yeah, we were going to have the Yeah You Ride podcast team, which is going to be the three of us, and then Emily. Bodie's girlfriend, yeah, who's also um, been on the podcast, who's of course been on the podcast, and you know is basically married to the podcast. Let's just call it what it is. Whoa, let's not say married. <laughs> when these uh, millennials get all like shaky and nervous, but uh, but Matt, then you had to go, you had to leave early, and then Emily sprained her ankle. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we didn't even talk about so that. So she um, was out. So then it was just me and Bodie. Uh, and um, we picked up uh, Charlie Thomas. Uh, That's a pretty good ringer, Louisiana, he, who got on the podium in the men's open. Yeah, so he subbed in for you. Mm, okay, and I, uh, I, I approve. Taylor Taylor Gorman. Oh, also yeah. Tay Tay Van G. Tay Tay Van G. Also on the podium in the, in the women's women's race. race. Yep, uh, subbed in for Emily. Okay, so strong we, strong kinda, ringers there. Yeah, yeah we I, we kind of sandbagged the relay. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> yeah, you three guys really podium did. finishers. On that relay team. Yeah. yeah. So uh, we, we probably should have won. Uh, and when we actually went up to the line and looked around at, at the other teams, I sort of looked over to Bodie and Charlie and first kind of dawned on me. I was like, oh, wow, guys, we have a, you know, we should probably win this. Um, and then we did. Uh, and hey, but I mean, that first lap, I was up against Eric Stewart and <laughs> he, he was on a track bike and he beat me. Eric was uh. on the track bike with uh, 25 <laughs> slicks. That dude's a beast. That could have gone either way, though, couldn't it? He, he could have well, he, either beaten he you. Cra- he caught up to me in the cones of Duncanshire yeah. and like knocked me off my line because he just came barreling in there. <laughs> and I was like, you motherfucker, you know? And well, then, when you're confronted with a bunch of barrels, you're going to barrel in. That's, that's what he. True. That's what he does. He just... Uh, yeah. It was fun, though. It was a good, it was a good time. Uh, I went pretty hard in that, that one lap trying to keep up with Eric. Um, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, it was all over after that. I got a big gap on the guy I was racing against, and then Taylor 
Taylor opened up an even bigger gap on the guy she was racing against, and then Charlie pretty much sealed the deal and uh, got a great shot from his Cyclic camera of the two of us waiting for him on either side of the jump ramp. We were telling Charlie to hit the jump ramp with no hands and high five us in the air. <laughs> as he, went it. he kept his hands on the bars. Bodie and I were there waiting for him. We were going to yep. give him a high five if he was if he was ready for it. Yeah. Um, and uh, then there was a long jump competition after that, and Chris Reed, I think, won that handily. I had to leave before that happened, but that was pretty cool. I put in an attempt, yeah. I My, think he would have probably won the high jump contest, too. Also, yeah. No, I think that his first attempt... <laughs> a lot of... It should have been a high jump My front contest. wheel went to where his l- rear wheel landed. Mm. Oh, wow. That's not bad, Bodie. I mean, it's a bike length behind him. So. Were you on the fixie? No, oh. on my regular bike. Speaking of, um, you know, uh, track lacrosse and uh, 420 and uh, fixie kids, uh, Jason Cash is on a cross country. That's true. Romp right now. He just he was had a, Illinois. He? he had a wedding in Illinois, 650 miles away. So he left yeah. a week early, and he's going to ride his bike up there. Yeah. So he's got to do over a hundred a day yeah. average, I think. And I saw he took a he took a disco nap on the way up. He yeah. did, yeah. Oh, look, I just I just refreshed Strava, and he did uh, sixty six miles today. Oh yeah. Well, well that's no, he breaks it into two, so that's yeah. probably one half of his day today. So, so we a- saw him on Saturday. We went to we did our club ride, and we did it stopped at Reds, and and, and here here came Jason Cash loaded. Yeah. I mean, he, that's a road bike that he's riding, right? Yeah, yep. he's on Loaded. the uh, felt road bike. No, he's got a Scatante. Oh, that's right. Uh, he's got the Scatante. That's right. Which, did he ever get that broken chainstay fixed? I'm, I'm wondering. <laughs> I, I hope he did. I he broke a chainstay, but I, yeah. I, I saw that he was wearing a backpack with Oof. a fold-up sleeping mat. Mm. I'm curious how long that lasts, like, because I can't imagine, like, well, and, like and he had 300, panniers. He had 300 panniers. miles in yeah. with a backpack still. Well, I mean, what well, else is he going to do? That's the luck to him. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and this is why I brought that up. I mean, one of the other reasons I brought that up, in addition to riding his bike 120 miles a day or ever how far he's riding it every day, he had time today to PayPal me money for my zip carbon tubulars. Oh. So they are they are officially sold to Mr. Jason Cash. All right. Wow. So sorry everybody else who was uh, asking about them. Um which uh, you know, look, I, I I appreciate all the interest and uh they were priced to move and uh they have moved. Mm. Awesome. Cash sent you that cash. Yeah. Well, uh, Townsend, you alluded it to it earlier. You had a little inc- incident. Uh, let's do some short tire talk. Come on. Let's talk about tires. Baby, let's talk about FMB. Let's talk about all the good things that Gator skin. That make me. Let's talk about tires. You had a puncture on your first lap in your first moments of anger on your... Uh, on your new uh, beautiful uh, kind human uh, kudu. Yeah, I have I have had it out on the road quite a good quite a bit. Put a number of miles on it over the week, just out riding around, and I have done some practice on Sunday, laps on the you, course. You went to Dirt Church. Hail Hail Lom. Lom. Mm. Uh Yeah, and uh, Matt just well, we'll slow on the uptake on that one. So we'll uh, fix the, it in well, the next. There, there was one rule for this podcast, uh, Matt, and that was, that was it. Every time that I say Dirt Church, Hail Lom. Yeah, I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so anyway, yeah, I have had it out a few times, uh, but this was my first lap of true racing action, and I flat it. I punctured. 
Yeah. Uh, and uh, tire went completely flat um, on uh, over the course of that lap. We've talked about it. Went back, tried to pump it up, etc. I just couldn't get it. Couldn't get it to seal. Um, and uh, so we started talking specifically, or I wanted to talk specifically about mm. sealant. Yeah. Okay. Uh, kind of an overlooked uh, variable in the tire equation. Yeah. But tubeless tire. Tubeless tire tubeless equation. Tubeless or tubulars, even. Oh, that's true. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I don't know. I didn't set these tires up. They were set up in the in the kind human factory when the bike was built up, uh, running the uh, WTB Cross Boss tubular tires. Tubeless. Uh, tubeless tires on a uh, stands, no tubes, grail, tubeless compatible, tubeless ready rim. Mm. Uh, d- tire stayed very well uh, uh, seated in the rim. What, no problem with that. What but, PSI did you have for the race? About 27, 26, mm. 27. Mm. What size is that tire? 35. 35. Yeah. Mine just arrived today, my cross bosses. Uh, were were there waiting for me when I got home. So I don't know what kind of sealant they set it up with, but it seemed a bit thin. Uh, yeah. And uh, a couple people, including, uh, again, my mechanic, Tim Eskew from Bicycle Michaels, who was there, yeah. remarked that it, that it seemed a bit thin. Mm. Didn't seem to want to seal. Uh, Zach Thomas also came over and, and, and took a look after the race and said the same thing and, and was advocating for... Uh, finish line? Finish line sealant, which apparently has some... Bigger some, particles in it? Some type of particle. Yeah. That's an engineered particle that he said looks like a rocket chaw, like a sand spur. Uh, kind mm. of a little like... Uh, Crazy. Yeah. A what? Well, I know, yeah. A rocket mean, chaw, like a sand spur, you know, what do you, what do people call them down spur? here? I don't know. I have no idea. I've never heard that word before. Never heard of rocket chaw. What? Rocket chaw is what they call them around here. The, you know, it's the little, um, the things oh. that you step on that, that poke oh, those into little, your feet. Oh, like those little birds? Goat heads? Yeah. Goat heads. Some people call them. Okay. Huh. All right. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I know there's like different sealants have different kind of uh, viscosities and, and grittiness to them. Stans is generally has a... Oh, okay, it is. Oh, okay. That's... Uh, <laughs> I guess, um, you know, there, there are different... And like each company will produce different gradients of sealant. Some of them are endurance. Some of them are like, okay, this is a race sealant, which I guess is generally going to be probably a bit thicker, um, but may dry up quicker. But the thing I've heard, what and uh, what Vince G. Uh, told us, right? On uh, he commented on your uh, on your post about it and said that uh, he recommends the finish line uh, sealant, which apparently never dries up. They say, um, and that is one of the things, especially down in the heat here, is that um, sealant can dry up, you know, in about three or four months. Uh, but some of them will last. Different so, ones will last longer. Just to backtrack for the listeners who don't really know, and I, I don't have much experience with tubeless, but uh, tubeless, the, the, the principle is that you are, there's no tube. Yep. Uh, that your your tires seated on the rim airtight, mm-hmm. and that you run a sort of uh, sealant, which is like a liquid, a, a glue, yeah. almost like a glue. Yeah, like slime for your car tires. That's the same principle, same kind of thing. And then so if you get a puncture, that sealant wheel will seal the cut in your tire so yeah the pressure from the air forcing it out of the puncture hole Mm -hmm. 
uh, will send the sealant toward that hole and then it will collect in there and yeah. dry coagulate similar to, similar to like blood coag- coagulating on a cut yeah um, it's blood for your tires mm. tire and, blood yeah and for you know and usually it'll work unless you get like a big hole which you got a pretty you got a pretty big one that a just pretty decent hole that just wouldn't uh, two or three millimeters because it would maybe. hold it would hold till about 20 psi and then above that it would just open up again yeah so what I'm going to try to do is I'm going to try to put some new fresh different sealant in there maybe mm. use some of the orange seal that you've got Matt I use the orange seal endurance sealant I've had good success with that it stays wet for a long time and uh, and it's worked for me really well so far so I'm gonna try to add some new different sealant to that and uh, see if I can get that bad boy to seal up I think it's gotten pretty close it's tires holding like I say it's been holding about 20 psi mm. uh, overnight yeah last night so we'll see how that goes and if it doesn't there's a couple of options you've got you can then you can either patch the tire inside much the way you would patch a tube um take it off take it clean off, it clean up, it clean a, that whole area really well put a patch on the inside and then put a patch on the inside regular vulcanized patch not one of those instant patches don't don't do that no. but a real vulcanized patch and then the other option is you can actually plug the tire um, I've, from the outside without the having outside, to take the tire can, there off. There are actually plug kits you can get. I'm actually going to, I think I'm going to get myself one. Um, our, uh, our, uh, the Canadian member on our team, uh, Alex, he has a little plug kit that he carries with him all the time. So, uh, yeah. And Alex actually option. runs maple syrup in his tires he instead does. of sealant. <laughs> he does use maple syrup. Yeah. And, uh, and like a poutine, so, uh, with a poutine mix. So if, if there, you, for, if, for heavy you stuff. if you get a flat and you're also hungry, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, no, I mean it's it doubles as an endurance fuel if you're on a long ride. Yeah. You, it's just you just tap your tire like you'd tap a maple tree. And, and if it's, the plug actually opens yeah, up right. and there's a cap to it. Well, yeah. and then if it's really, really bad, um, you know, he can use the maple syrup as a glue with and cut off a little bit of denim from his uh, from his uh, jorts. Bed. Yeah. From his jorts. Yeah. He actually or has he actually shirt. has full uh, full denim skin suit. So yeah. Yeah, and he carries an axe that he can cut that off with. Yeah, it's on the wow. road, just a sort of a road axe. It's part of his multi-tool. Yeah. So uh, yeah, that's uh, a little. Is that tight. tire talk? I think speaking that's of, speaking of tires, I gosh, you know, I really want to get some tubulars this year. Oh, uh, yeah. I've thought about it, and I'm trying to decide if is it worth the money. Do you run ten speed in time? I have, I have, I have wheels. Mm. So you I say just, you just missed a really good deal on some wheels if you do. <clears> well, well, there may be another really good deal on some wheels, but I don't know. What about. Um, I I love my Major Tom tubulars. Uh, they're great. So I just need some new tires. Probably gonna go with some Challenge Baby Limus if I get those. I ran well, those. I ran those last year, and I ran them on uh, Major Toms. Yeah, and well, I this, loved it. It's a great combo. Well, this is a good transition though, because uh, let's see in. Just under two weeks' time, right? About a week and a half. We're going to be heading up to Ridgeland. Uh, yeah. And we're going to be talking to a certain Jonathan Page, who, uh, you know, for those of you that don't know, Jonathan Page, multi-time U.S. national cyclocross champion, uh, spent a lot of time living and racing in Belgium, has finished second in the world championships in cyclocross um, all around cross badass and uh he's going to be giving a clinic in ridgeland on the 7th 
September 7th. On the 7th. So there's going to be a no, morning session? No. September 8th. I'm sorry. <laughs> is that in the 8th? I'm sorry. The Q&A that we're doing is sorry. on September 7th. There is going to be a Q&A session in the evening of the 7th. There's actually going to be a race on the 6th. And is Jonathan going to be in the race? Yes. Apparently, Jonathan's going to be in the race that I'm going to do. Okay. The... So you won't be winning that. <laughs> no. I mean, I wasn't going to be winning it anyway. That's but, true. Uh, but, but I did. Uh, we talked in the group ride. Now, now I'll have ridden with Jonathan Page. R- sorry, not ridden. Raced. I've raced against John. I'll hopefully, raced against Jonathan Page. Yeah. I've also raced against Ryan Trebone and Ned Overend. Yeah. So, I just you know maybe I win the podcast a little bit today for that reason. Well, now, so wait, what is the race, Bodie? Is it a men's A race? <laughs> so there's like a men's A and a men's B. Um, okay. And a women's. So we could potentially do the men's A if we chose. Yeah, I believe, to. The, I believe the men's A is open, and there the men's B is I believe four or five. Okay. Uh, so. so that's going to be on the Thursday. On the Friday evening, there's going to be a Q&A session with uh, Jonathan. Uh, foolishly, Rolando invited us to preside over yeah. that. Uh, please send us in your questions if you can't make it to the thing. And if you, even if you can make it, send us in any, any thoughts you would like um, stuff because... Yeah, we'd I'm like sh- to try to compile an agenda in advance yep. to be prepared. Uh, yeah. As much as you guys may listen to this podcast and think, oh, we just shoot from the hip for an hour. Yeah. We do usually have an agenda. We it, do it, try to make some notes. It and takes about four days of preparation for us to yeah. sound this off the cuff. <laughs> yeah. Well, we, speaking of, we actually did get a our first question uh, from front of the podcast, Bo Dennis. Oh, great. Should I read out the question or do you do we save it until the... This is a question for Jonathan Page? Yeah. Hmm. Uh, I would say let's save it. Okay. Let's All just right. thank, well. but let's thank Bo for his question. Yeah, thanks, and, Bo, and and let him know that we will certainly incorporate that uh, into our discussion, and uh, and that we hope that we get some more of those from some more people. Yeah, and then okay, and then Jonathan's giving the clinic on Saturday. Yeah, uh, but you you were you had a segue. I know. Well, I'm going coming back okay. to it. All right. So I just because we were doing the whole event agenda. There's the clinic. There's a morning session, afternoon session, guys. This is a huge opportunity to learn skills from somebody who has the skills. And uh, it's it's crazy cheap for what you're going to be getting from Jonathan. I, I guarantee you will not regret going. So there's that going on on Saturday. And then Sunday, there's a, kids, a free kids ride with Jonathan Page. Um, but to bring it back, Jonathan is now retired this year. Right, this was his last season racing. Last cross. season, he re- last season, last yeah. cross season was his last season racing cross. But obviously, having raced in Europe for many years, uh, he has a very good relationship with Dugast, the choice of the pros, and uh, he is now the U.S. They've never had one before, I don't believe. He is now the U.S. representative for Dugast tires. Ah. I heard a rumor that Jonathan might be bringing some samples with him uh, that we can mm. check out. So for me. I think I would take the opportunity to maybe uh, consult Jonathan and see what Dugast's he recommends for you. Sort of a trunk show for tires. Exactly. Yeah. So maybe instead of some challenges, I should be getting some Dugast's. Yes. Okay. All right. Well, I'll have to look at the Dugast website and see what is comparable to a Baby Limus. Uh, baby Limus is a, the Limus is the is challenges mud tire. Mm. The Baby Limus is the knobs are not quite as high. Um, and it's a tire that I decided to use because I've, I've put it out to the internet before what is a good all-around if you only have one set of tubulars. Yeah. And a lot of pros have responded, 
baby limus. Yeah, it's kind of an intermediate mud tire, so it's good. It 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 doesn't you don't sacrifice a lot in the dry. Uh, you still get decent grip when the when the uh, dirt's kind of you know hmm. dry and slips away from you. But but you but it's nice when you do have a little bit of rain and it does get a bit muddy. Uh, you do get that you get that mud traction. Now, I heard it came about because what people were doing were using their old limuses that the tread had worn down on um, for drier courses. Yeah. Yeah. And and look, let, let's be honest. I mean, people at our level, you know, do we, do? are we going to like really suffer with the, if you run a mud tire on a dry course because we're rolling resistance, like... Mm really it's kind of it's it's not that it's not that big um and so and so it, for me i would like to err on the side of having traction because if you you can all you can you can get away with too much traction but you can't get away with not enough traction mm. ask uh, blake thompson <laughs> well funnily enough uh yeah blake what was he running he was running uh during in our in our men's a race in the uh at uh, track lacrosse he had a uh men's open race see I, I don't think his tires were the issue he had an mso he had a challenge mso he said it was a gravel yeah. tire yeah, he of. said it was a gravel tire but that i handily beat blake and i was riding well, also, my compass john bon jovi's yeah yeah i think i think as he admitted that he just you know Hasn't done a lot of cross. And speaking of that, Blake has signed up for the morning session with uh, John Page. So awesome. I'm excited. Just right now while listening to the podcast? <laughs> I Well, maybe. I just went and looked at the registration page, and there's a cool there's a cool group of people who are doing the morning sessions. Morning so session is going to be lit. Yes. AF. A- yeah, fam. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's going to be off the chisane. So, yeah. Yes, that was the, sorry, the Clement... MSO tire that Blake was running. Yeah, and what airport code is that? MSO? Uh, MSO is the airport code. I think it's for Las Vegas. Oh, that's right. No, it's for Las Vegas. No, Missoula, Montana. No, that would make sense. Gravel, gravel country. Okay. Oh. All right. All right. Yeah. I didn't know Montana was gravel country, but I thought it was Kansas. Did I tell you guys that gravel is dead? You did. Okay. Yeah. But see you. At the gravel race on Sunday. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and before we leave that that weekend, the yeah. Sunday of that weekend, in addition to being the kids' ride up in Ridgeland, um, Kurt Gerrand is throwing a bandit gravel race out on the uh, forty on the forty Arpent uh, forty Arpent Canal gravel. Yeah, it's a race. is like a mile and a half from my house, so I'm I'm really into that, man. Yeah, I'm gonna go to the races that are like a mile from my house. So yeah. Well, guys, right. that's it. Let's do it. Are we done? Sign us out. All right. Well, I'm, I'll start. Uh, this is a T-Bone saying, Bodie, I'm really sorry that I had to post that uh, crappy screen grab from your video of me flying through the air off that ramp because I know how you are about uh, photo quality and the photo quality of that sucked. But um, that's what happens when you have to post screen grabs. So good night. And this is Sir Cheerio saying, uh, as soon as I can get my rear wheel back from Townsend, I'm going to put my cross tires on. And this is the Bodie Bodie saying, once again, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, please uh, email us at yayuride at gmail.com. And thanks again to Vic Nett for the intro and outro music. And Matt, what else? We forgot some more viewer mail, didn't we? We had uh, Johnny King gave us some viewer mail. Johnny King, true. Yeah, this is, this is a line sign. Of, 
Johnny King uh, did a 16-hour drive and listened to a whole bunch of the Yeah, You Ride podcast. Uh, surprised he didn't crash. Um, but That's some he, serious endurance. Super serious endurance. But he said that all he wanted to do was ride his bike. And we have, I've seen Johnny King twice now in the yeah. last week on his bike. So good to see you out there, Johnny. Yep. And uh, hope you'll be uh, continuing to ride more. Yeah, kudos to the Yeah, You Ride podcast for getting one more guy back on his bike. All right. Have a good night. Good night.